We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, listener? We wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this Blue Wire podcast. Be sure to show your support to this pod by subscribing and dropping a five-star review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or the appropriate dap for any other platform you might be listening on. And if you're enjoying this show, chances are you'll like one of our 75 other sports podcasts. Find more shows you'll love at BlueWirePods.com. Thanks again for listening, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast Trade Deadline Special. I've always so wanted to say that. So special. I've always wanted to say that. Air horn the trade sounder. deadline officially over, gentlemen. Uh, I've got this, is Jacob. I've got Justin and Taylor with me, guys. How you doing? So good. I mean, Chiefs are Super Bowl champs. This Thunder guy. are the oh. sixth and the West. I didn't even they stand realize. in pat with their team. Oh, I, I have been ready to podcast for about a week now. It's, it's been a hot minute. Podcast since the Chiefs. Won. Woo! How about those Chiefs? Shout out Andy Reid, Big Red. Shout out Pat Mahomes. Professional beer chugger, got Travis hey, that, Kelsey that with one the belt. Catch of that beer on the on the parade, that was impressive. That was, that's we better than a Super Bowl performance, if we're being honest. <laughs> it, it, it was a little <laughs> rough. I'm not gonna lie, but you know what? We pulled it off. Yeah, they need to run some. Uh, so we'll jump into basketball here soon. I promise. Uh, <laughs> we need a we need to run some plays next season where like Tyreek sweep. Tyreek gets the ball. Pat goes out as a receiver. Little halfback, or I guess a wide receiver toss. 
Pat Mahomes, one-handed catch, touchdown, another Super Bowl. I'm a little fired up in case you guys uh, haven't noticed. Hey, it's, a, it's an impressive win, man. I didn't get to watch a lot of it. I was out of town at a conference uh, that decided to have a meeting, uh, our, our first conference meeting at 8 Super p.m. Bowl on Sunday. Sunday. Oh, my goodness. 8 p.m. Uh, That's Mountain impressive. Time on Sunday. So I'm like, yeah, I'll see you guys Monday morning. We showed up to the meeting uh, at about midway through the fourth quarter. Dang. Yep. It's kind of a – that's what communists do, you know? <laughs> hey, so, it was in uh, a nice location, though. Yeah, it was a really good pretty weekend. location. Um, and so, whatever. Uh, trade deadline. Yeah. It happened. We, we've waited. We've waited. for. I think I speak for all of us. The trade deadline is like Christmas. It's the yep. most wonderful time of the year. It is the greatest trade deadline of any major sport. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. Same 100%. for uh, free agency, which often includes a lot no, of trades. No other like sport has Woj. That's right. true. I mean, the NFL has Adam – is it Adam Schaefer? Schaefer. Yep. Uh, I mean, he's fine, but but nobody else has a Woj. And exactly. I don't know if you the, – the, a little off topic. I don't know if you guys noticed this. <laughs> I absolutely love it when, like, Woj tweets out a trade and then 30 seconds Shams tweets it out. Yeah. Because yeah. you just look through Shams' mentions late – Late. Woj had well, it first. Why are you such a damn slowpoke? Late. And you know you had it second. Late. <laughs> late. Late. My favorite part about that up. this year, though, is that I noticed, like, for example, the big trades. Like, Woj got to break the D-low trade, for example. You could tell, like, and, and just silence from uh, Shams. And he starts focusing on the Marcus Morris one because he wants to be the first one on that one. Like, I guarantee whoever sent him the text late about the D-low trade, he's Shams is over there cussing him out on his phone like, what the hell? ESPN beat me. <laughs> Why'd you tell them first, or why did they get it first? You know, I, it just got to be the rivalry so between Shams and Woj is so good, so good. I love it. I loved the clip of Woj on TV, just like ripping Answering out his, his earpiece and picking <laughs> yeah. up his phone. Like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, it's a great, and he was doing all that while on his computer, probably so texting somebody as well with his phone charger like, plugged in. Man, I don't <laughs> know how Woj has so many sources like that. Just how many relationships he has and, yep. and you know, like nobody's giving him information for free. You know, you want something from him, yep. you know, it, that's it, a really interesting point. So it's, I don't know. It's just interesting to me. Very oh, extremely. Woj is, is Woj the most plugged in NBA person, media, GM owner. Yes. Commissioner. Maybe like the most plugged in media member in the history of sports. That's I don't what think it's I'm too thinking. crazy to say. Like, that. I don't. I don't think there's ever been anyone more dialed in than Woj is. Like yep. to your point, I think he knows more about the league than Adam Silver does. Yeah, ah. like I, I would not be surprised. Yep. Do you think Adam Silver keeps Woj notifications on? <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Oh my god, I never thought of this. Uh. You know, somebody at the NSA has Woj's phone tapped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, somebody at the NSA is an NBA fan and just has all of Woj's shit tapped so they can hear it all, too. Sources say it's Iran shaming. is about to bomb the uh, U.S. <laughs> or the U.S. Embassy in Iraq. That's Shams' source is the NSA. That's, <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, oh, my God. You know that through. has to be true. Somebody has him tapped at the NSA, at the, like the at the federal government. Somebody has Woj's phone. <laughs> they probably have us tapped too by all the comments we make about them on the they, podcast. <laughs> they probably got Kamiar tapped. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Kamiar. That's his joke, his own personal joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he he can't hit me too much for it. 
Um, all right, well, let's talk some actual basketball, guys. Let's start off, uh, as we always do, with the Oklahoma City Thunder. We did a podcast before the season started. And in we that did. podcast, we made a bunch of bets. Yeah, we did. Hey, you and, shut your mouth. Yeah, one <laughs> of the bets. Nobody asked you. <laughs> I, I proposed a bet, and I listed off like six or seven Thunder players. Justin Justin has the receipts. Justin, I don't know if you have the receipts pulled up right I now. I am pulling it up right now. Okay, well, as Justin's pulling it up, I'll tell you, we, we had some bets, and a lot of them were based around trades because yep, yep. back in October, we were all talking about competitive tanking. We were talking about gaining more assets, blowing this thing up, trading everyone over the age of 23, and restarting this whole thing. And most of us were on board that this team – Gala was going to be gone. Schroeder was going to be gone. Yep. Chris Paul was going to be gone. All and right. right now, as, as Taylor mentioned at the top of the pod, they're 11 games over 500. They're at the sixth seed in the West. They're two and a half what? games behind the Rockets, who are in fourth, I think. Am I making that up? It's off the I top think of my it's head. one and a half. One and a half. Wow. I think they're one That's and a tight. half behind yeah. the Rockets and the Jazz. Crazy. Very. So they're 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 right there, and the Thunder obviously do not make any moves today. the The sole trade the Thunder have made since the season started was a simple Justin Patton for Isaiah Roby trade uh, that has absolutely no significance to the roster at all, uh, and it's it's incredibly surprising. Justin, you got those receipts pulled up? I have the bets that we made. There are three bets that have officially come to fruition. All right, let's hear them. I lost all three all. of them involve Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Actually, I think I won one, maybe. The first one, Taylor said that Gallinari won't get traded until the last day of the deadline. I was hey, so you were close. close you were close. So uh, close. I took your bet, and we bet a, a very culturally relevant Popeye's chicken sandwich. Oh, yeah. It. There you go. So you owe me a delightful uh, Louisiana Fair. chicken sandwich now. Fair. The second one, you said oh, Chris Paul does not get traded this season, oh, wait, no, and no, people sorry, actually like him, which might be the best bet Boom. that we did. Uh, and, and I so am winning. You win that one. So or I'm Nick, winning. Nick owes you a sandwich from your sandwich shop of choice. Boom. Those who cancel out right there. That's right. <laughs> uh, this yeah, next you should one. have Nick buy you a Popeye sandwich, and then once he buys Genius. it, you, I ship it. you ship it to Justin. Shout out Ship Station. Um, This last one might tip the tide a little bit. So, Jacob, you said three of the following players are traded before the trade deadline. CP3, Gallinari, Schroeder, Adams, Noel, Robertson, Ferguson, of which none of them were traded. Um, So, Jacob, because you said three of that group were traded, you bet Taylor. Yes. I thought I lost this one. A yes. two-minute video <laughs> in Kevin Durant gear talking about flat Earth theory. <laughs> I thought I lost. I thought I was the one who said uh, they're going to make me happy. Shit. So there's that. Yes. Do I, Taylor? Do I have a what? What's my due date? When's my window? What oh, yeah. do I have to have this up? End of the season. As long as you, as long as you do it, I'm going to hold you to it that you do it. But okay, I'm end, not end of the regular season. On. Yeah. All right, sounds good. I'll get it done by the end of the regular season. <laughs> Perfect. We'll, po- we'll post it on the uncontested social media channels. Beautiful. Don't don't let him forget. <laughs> oh, Listeners. If, if there's anyone that won't let me forget, it's Taylor. <laughs> I promise you that. Honestly, because when Justin brought this up, I legitimately thought I was the one who said three of those players would be traded. <laughs> and so I was really relieved to hear that I was on the yeah. other end of that bet. 
I think I said two, and I went ahead, and that's why I took you up on that bet. Oh boy, phew. Ah, uh, all right. So, so we got some some debts to pay now. I like <laughs> it. But the Thunder don't make a move today, guys. Gallinari uh, starting on Wednesday night. Rumors started intensifying. Woj tweeting out that the Thunder were in talks with the Miami Heat to trade Daniel Gallinari to Miami, uh, probably jumping in as a third team on the Miami Heat-Memphis Grizzlies trade for Andre Iguodala, which we'll talk a little bit more on later. And that trade never came to fruition. It seems as though one of the main holdups of that was that the Heat wanted Gallinari extended when they traded for him. They, they wanted a guarantee that he was going to be there for multiple years. It seems like from the reporting from the Miami Herald that Gallinari wanted three years uh, put on an extension and right. that he only wanted to grant him two years. They couldn't come to an agreement. From what I understand, the Thunder and Miami in principle had agreed uh, to the deal on the condition that the Heat can get Gallo yep. at, at the extension he wanted. Uh, that extension did not happen, so the trade fell through. Well, the other thing was this morning at 7 a.m., almost on the dot, we get a wo- another Woj tweet saying that basically Gallo and his representatives were essentially up all night um, yeah. trying to negotiate an extension. Um, and then there was a, I think a fairly, I, I can't remember who now, obviously, uh, or of course, but um, it was like a Miami reporter, fairly well-respected blue check mark, who tweeted out that, you know, Last night consisted of teams staying up till 1 a.m. negotiating the deal. Then Gallo and the Heat uh, were working on, you know, details of the extension. But this will get done today. So we're getting really excited about this. And then maybe around, or excited, we're very anxious about this, thinking it's going to happen. And then maybe around 10, um, I th- we start to get some more details from Shams trickling out trade, or uh, players involved in the trade outside of Iggy who are being traded. And they're all being traded to uh, Memphis versus Dion. Um, then who was it? Somebody else was next, James Johnson. And you're just like, okay, there's no way the OKC Thunder can, I mean, it's going to be very hard for the Heat to pull off a trade with OKC now. And then that's kind of confirmed. And then Woj comes out with another tweet saying, nothing's over until, you know, 2 p.m. Central Time, 3 p.m. Eastern. But um, right now, Thunder and Heat are at an impasse. And then uh, we get these, like you said, Jacob, I think the Miami Herald came out with a tweet, and then Kevin O'Connor uh, mentions that the Heat and Thunder discussed deals for for Gallinari, but Miami and Gallo couldn't agree on, a, on, a, on an extension. The Heat wanted to retain 2021 cap space for uh, hashtag Giannis, and he didn't say that part, but that's inferred, and offered a two-year deal with a team option, but Gallo should earn more money by waiting until summer to sign a deal. So I think that kind of leads yep. us into, get, sp- specifically for Gallo, this summer. Yep. I, I thought probably the most interesting thing of this roller coaster to me came after it was over uh, from Sam Amick in The Athletic. He was talking about Gallinari just in how he's become really fond of the Thunder team and really enjoying their surprise success, kind of implying that if the Thunder weren't in the sixth, sixth seed right now, that Gallinari might have been more motivated to compromise on right. his deal with the heat. But because, I mean, it's what we've heard over and over from this team. They're just having fun. And they're competing and, and playing some damn good basketball at the same time. Yeah. Exactly. And so he seems like okay with to, to ride this thing out. So what that tells me, the reason this was my favorite part, is because in the back of my mind with this Gallo deal, 
there was a little bit of me that was worried that he would just walk for nothing. I know we've discussed like the sign in trade being an option and how that could ultimately be better for Gallinari, but also just the thought of the thunder losing him and getting no return started to, to concern me a little bit. And so when I read that, I think that makes it all the more likely that a sign in trade type situation is more than likely how Gallo finds his next 100%. team. 100%. Uh, I, I totally just disappearing. Because totally agree, They too, work together on this trade, you know? Gall- yeah, and after today, the teams that will have cap space this exactly. summer exactly uh, has really gone away. Now the only teams that are going to have cap space are Detroit. Atlanta. Or, no, not Atlanta no, anymore. Atlanta's out of yeah. cap space just now, Knicks. yeah. Knicks. D- Detroit and basically the Knicks, and that's it. Ugh. And I don't think Gallo wants to go play Too for either of those teams. exciting destinations. Yeah. yeah. So, so in order for Gallo to get what he wants out of free agency and for the Thunder to get an asset for Gallo, uh, I think those two are going to have to work together this summer. I, I think it's one of those rare instances where it's really going to benefit both parties. Yeah, uh, and and the reason for that is just the marketplace, you know, the, the, and I guess the lack thereof. Right. right. There, there's really not a marketplace out there this summer. Now, if this was last summer, Gallo's going to get whatever the hell he wants and ends up on whatever team he wants. Right. This summer, my assumption is that conversations will start between Gallo's representation and in the Thunder front office relatively soon about picking here's a, a here's a list of teams we want to play for next year. Uh, if you can orchestrate a sign and trade with one of these teams, Gala will be will be happy, and he's willing to to help you guys work work with the Thunder in order in order for you to get an asset and him to get where he wants to go. He understands that if he wants to get where he wants to go, he has to uh, uh, be willing for that sign and trade. Right. Yep. Uh, and I, so so here's the teams we want to go to. Here's the ballpark of a of a type of contract we want. Here's the m- amount of years we want. Uh, kind of as a starting negotiation point to figure out how how to make that happen. And from everything that we know, that's kind of how Sam Presti operates. We know that that Paul George's representation came to Sam Presti, and Presti did his best to to do Work good by him. Paul George. He did his best to yep. do good by Russell Westbrook, uh, and and so Presti kind of has this. Uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is this, uh, this expectation about him. Yeah. uh, Of how he, how he operates and how he treats his players. You know, so that's probably the biggest aspect of all this is just Gallo and the player that he is. But I wanted to mention this brief point that Nick, our very own Nick Crane made on Twitter today. Um, he's out of town on a, a work conference, so he's, he's not potting tonight, but I really like the point that he made because it's fun and interesting. Giannis isn't a free agent until 2021, but it's already super intriguing the impact of that that that's already having on for example today's trade deadline yeah the heat is the, the biggest example between iggy's you know, player option and extension that he signed with them and trying to get gallo to do something similar i think the raptors is another great example a team that's been rumored to try and create cap space for him they stayed pat with a lot of these guys and they're going to have a uh, cap space open up 2021 even the knicks with their new ownership which i'm sure we will get into at some point we're talking to some of these trades but all of that to say, it really is interesting to see a guy like Giannis, who is essentially the, you know, kind of the up and coming. I don't know if you want to call him LeBron James per se, but the next superstar, um, megastar. I think it's shown how much the landscape in the NBA has changed right. and how they're viewing these kind of marquee free agents ever since the big three in Miami happened. Player Teams movement. are taking a long view and preparing themselves for that to just to give themselves a chance because that's 
basically all it took for Miami to land that big three is they were one of the only teams that could pull it off. So if you put yourself in position for it, you have a chance. Otherwise, you're not going to have a shot at landing a guy like Giannis. Definitely. And a guy like Zach Lowe today brought up this point that that I hadn't really considered, but but it's very relevant. And it it makes a little bit of sense with this Gallinari stuff. Like, so it, it from what we've heard via reporting is that it's that that third year that the Heat didn't want to tack yep. on that Gallo wanted, right? But G- Gallo <laughs> in three years will only be thirty four. I mean, and with one year left on his contract, if you need to make the requisite space and move Gallo, uh, attach an asset, attach, attach a first-round pick so you can go get a Giannis in free agent. Giannis says, yeah. I'm coming to Miami if you have space for me. I don't think it'd be that hard. Also, right? you, you can trade for him now and then say, hey, we'll work on this extension throughout the rest of the season. They didn't have to get it done last night. So what you're getting at, Jacob, is what Zach was saying, is that there had to be something else. Yeah, And, I'm with, there's and, another and it also makes me really interested in what Pat Riley was giving up uh, and that trade had the extension worked out. That's exactly uh, what I wondered because, me too. like the the perspective stuff that people were sharing last night of you know, okay, the money works in this scenario. It was all garbage for Oklahoma City, and I, I have a hard time believing that 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 some of the examples thrown out there of like you know pulling back some of the protections on the pick that OKC already has, and then getting like the garbage contracts from Memphis. right? Like I have, a, I have a hard time like swallowing it. that. There's yeah. gotta be some years. Here's, here's and, and I'm not reporting anything. I don't have any sources, but just from uh, an educated insight, here's what I think probably was happening would have been expiring contracts, uh, removing the protections on that 2023 first round pick. It's currently one through 14 protected. Uh, if it does not convey that year, if for some reason Miami is in the lottery that year, that pick rolls over, and I think it's lottery protected again in 2024. Right. The way the Stepien rule works is you cannot trade uh, first-round picks, your own pick, in consecutive years. So right now, Miami cannot trade uh, that 2024 or that 2025 pick because that 2023 pick has protections on it. Uh, so, so it's kind of up in the air. Now, if they removed the protections from the 2023 pick, that means regardless of what happens, that pick conveys to OKC. That then allows, removing those protections, allows Miami to trade their 2025 pick. My assumption is that Oklahoma City was going to get the, the protections removed from 2023 and get the 2025 mm. first rounder from Miami. That's interesting. Ooh, I That's what I think was going to happen. I think you're exactly right. Well, I, get that 2025 pick, kick the, the can way down the road. Yep. Right. Get and and what allows them to trade that 2025 pick is they have to remove the the protection on 2023. Yeah, I think you're spot on. Removing that protection, although I don't think if you made me bet a thousand dollars right now maybe bet a whole paycheck right now on what's going to happen with that 2023 <laughs> pick. It's going to convey regardless if it's lottery protected or not. Yeah. Right. That's, because that's my, how Miami's going to be good. I yeah. mean, Oh yeah. Uh, that's exactly why that as like a having a value to the thunder didn't really make sense to me, but I think that that second layer, that's really smart. I haven't seen anybody else really talk about that, but I think you're onto something. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that's probably was the, the premise of the deal. Uh, and I mean, and you never know what happens in 2023. You know, like 
Jimmy Butler could break his leg. Tyler Hero could be in jail for <laughs> meth, and <laughs> and the Heat suck. You know, right? Like who knows? They, they trade everybody. Try to get Giannis in twenty twenty one, and Giannis doesn't come last minute. Like yeah, exactly. So it's. Uh, <laughs> Are you laughing at the coming last minute thing? Because that's what I was about to laugh no. at. No. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> we went there. Michael Scott over here. Uh, um, <laughs> so uh. lots of, of potential rumors. Thunder end up staying pat, which leaves them in the luxury tax. Does that surprise you guys? It does. Um, and the reason is, so once it kind of became clear around noonish, that was very unlikely that Gallo was going to be traded, um, at least to Miami. I kind of thought at that point, probably, and just in general, I was still convinced they're going to make some move, and mm-hmm. my guess was going to be that Andre Robertson expiring, who's not even with the team. I figured that would interest some teams, or even just jumping in some of these mega trades that we'll get into, like the three, four team trades. You know, expiring like that could be really useful to get a a nice second rounder, maybe even a low first rounder. Um, and the reason I say that, um, friend of the pod, a frequent guest, Keith's at this point, Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Um, he was all over this trade deadline. Really happy for him. Um, had some really good sources and uh, did a really good job. But he mentioned earlier this week that OKC was one of a handful of teams. Uh, and he mentioned all these teams in his tweet. This isn't verbatim. But OKC was one of those handful of teams that were over the tax, but barely. And that he had talked to rival execs or uh, people inside uh, front offices that were actually told that some of these teams, including OKC, had small deals lined up that could easily get them under the tax, and they felt very confident that they would be able to do that. And I don't doubt that one bit. I think if Presti really wanted to, he probably could have attached Dre and you know whatever to get under the tax, but Presti is in a position... He has the luxury of just weighing it out. You know, this Thunder team isn't worried. We've all talked about this. Other Thunder podcasts have talked about this. National podcasts have talked about this. It's not a huge deal if you're in the Texas season because moving forward, your books are going to clear up real quick as soon as next year. You're not going to have to pay that repeater tax. They're okay doing it for one more year. So if it was taking Dre and a draft pick, for example, even maybe like a nice second rounder, Presti was probably like, no, screw that. We'll pay the tax this year because – Gal's probably not going to be here next year. Shooter Steven, Shooter and Steven are both in their final years of their contracts after this season. Dre um, expires in the summer anyways. Dre expires, yeah. right. And, and here's one of the things also on that is, say the Thunder uh, moved Abdul Nader or Deontay Burton into somebody's like cap space for a pick or something and got below the tax, right? That, that would have put them at 13 players on the roster. I think it's a given uh, again, I would Lulu. be willing to bet a large sum of money that Lou Dort is going to get a full-time NBA Lutang. contract that's getting negotiated really soon. Yep. And so, uh, I, I think they have to. He has to be on a full NBA contract by March first in order to be playoff eligible. Gotcha. So it's going to happen this month. Yep. And you got to um, keep an so, eye on so that. So they say they days. sign Lou Dort to. Um, the same amount of money per year that like Baisley is making right now, a late first round pick, which I think is pretty fair, like a one point seven million. If you trade Deontay Burton and that gets you a million below the cap, but then you sign Lou Dort and then for one point seven million, now you're seven hundred thousand back over the cap. What's the difference? Why didn't you just keep Burton to begin with? Right, that's you a know? good point. So, uh, I, I I wonder if that calculus played a little bit of a role in that decision as well. I, that's a good I agree. Point. So just kind of looking ahead to the second half of the season, the Thunderstand Pat, um, I was really impressed 
first of all, Justin, you put out some really good polls on our Twitter account here. Was it yesterday or the day before that? Kind of yeah. expectations and also uh, the what the fan that Thunder or <laughs> Thunder Twitter what they wanted. Um, and I was really impressed. A lot of people said they basically wanted them to either stand pat, maybe make like minor improvements on the roster, but nothing drastic. And um, and then there, what was the other poll? Because I was impressed with it that was, as well. It was what do you think the Thunder will do, and what do you want the Thunder? Oh, okay, to do. gotcha. And um, just kind of looking ahead, the second half of the season, the Thunder do stand pat. Uh, and oh, and that's the reason I mentioned that is because after you know two p.m. hit Central Time, all Thunder fans almost seemed relieved. It was like yeah. this team's still together. They're having fun, like you mentioned, uh, Justin. We're having fun. Why blow it up right now? Let's see what this team can do this year, and then we'll we'll start over in the summer. And uh, I, I was really kind of excited, refreshed to see that. And um, while there's a selfish part of me, I think that would obviously would have loved to see, you know, Justice Winslow or Tyler Hero come to the Thunder just for fun because it's something new and everybody loves new. There's another part of me now, especially now that the dust has settled. I'm just, I'm really excited and optimistic about the second half of the season for yeah, them. Yeah, nothing's up in the air anymore. Right, right, right. It, it, it's, yeah. Now it's set in stone. This is what you got for the rest of the run. Great. Way I to put don't it. think the Thunder are going to be active in the buyout market. Maybe, uh, but I don't think that's going to be the case. That they're at 14 players on the roster right now. I believe they're going to sign Lou to get to 15, and yep. that's what they're going to roll with. Finally and, healthy and back. Knock on yeah. wood, of course. This right. is this is <laughs> this is what you got for the rest of the year. You know, there's no could a trade come out of nowhere? Could this happen? Could that happen? Yep. Uh, this is what you got. And I think it's interesting because the way this played out, you know, all year what we've said was Oklahoma City is so well set up for the future that they can really afford to be patient and wait for the right deal to come along before they have to trade anyone. But then at the same time, we would turn around and talk about all the trades that were going to happen. I think right. it's just because we were so confident that they would get uh, that good offer. They offered that kind of knocked their socks off and made it made an offer they couldn't refuse, but that didn't happen. And so it really goes back to the the first part of that. It's that offer didn't, didn't come through. And so they can afford to be patient because they are so well set up for the future. So now you just kind of get to sit back and enjoy, which is going to be fun. And then yeah, talk and, about the summer. I think that also says something about Sam Presti exactly. and his discipline. Yeah, he did always playing the long game. He, he didn't. I mean, he said it in the op-ed. You know, there's going to be times when you can look to short-sighted moves uh, and quick fixes, and that's not how we're going to build this team. And you know, he could have said, oh, "I need something. I'm going to take the best thing I get at the trade deadline." It seems like he drew a line in the sand. Exactly. And he said, if you won't step across this line, I'm not working with you. And that's what he did. And I don't think you can say that about some GMs in this league. And guys, there's some, and that brings me probably to my final point. I think I really want to make about all this um, in the Thunder in general and the direction they're moving. There's a lot of people on Thunder Twitter. And I'm not saying that maybe even they're wrong. But they have different opinions than at least we do on the podcast or maybe other uh, Thunder podcasters do in that me personally, outside of maybe like Devin Booker and Carl Anthony Towns, who that would never happen, right? But there are very, very few young players who match the Thunder's timeline in the league right now that I wouldn't rather have the draft picks we do and take a gamble on somebody new than to trade for those guys, the Justice Winslows and the Tyler Heroes of the world. Yep. I'd much rather hold them to those picks, see what Preston can do with them. I keep and, saying, man, yep. and you guys can hold me to it, they are... 
100% more likely to trade draft picks for better draft picks than they yep. are for current players in the league. Exactly. You know, take take 2020 draft, for example. When we get to June to draft night, they're not going to package picks to go get, uh, you know, this guy that's been in the league for three years. They're not going to go get Brad Beal or, or whoever, right? I think they're more likely to package some picks to jump up to number four in the draft to get the guy they really want. Agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I that's just that that seems like the presty thing to do, you know. Um, I don't know. So for me, guys, this seems like a, a and I tweeted this earlier today. I think from my personal account, I might have tweeted it from from the pod account. I can't remember, but to me, a quiet trade deadline for the Thunder equates to a busy summer. Exactly. Uh, Taylor kind of mentioned at the summer. top of this podcast, but at. By the time this season ends, Schroeder will have one year left on his deal. Adams will have one year left on his deal. Chris Paul will be more tradable. Gallinari uh, is most likely, I think the most likely outcome now is a sign-in trade this summer to get him to a contending team where he can play out the rest of his career and compete for a championship. And you still have, have all those young guys this, on controllable rookie contracts that you could add that are kind of becoming um, redundant in a sense, yeah. in that wing position, that you could attach to some of those guys and really get some impressive stuff in return. So, Speaking of yeah, I, I think we're going to have a lot of Thunder content over the summer. That's that's Agreed. just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we, we'll kind of talk about this whenever we get to the league-wide trades that we're about to transition to right now. But, and I want to get your guys' opinion on this right now, I just have a feeling Steven Adams isn't going anywhere after seeing what the market for quality big men like Andre Drummond and Clint Capella are today, if that's the type of return you're getting for a quality center in the league, Steven Adams is staying on this team. Agreed. And even yeah. even if the offers do go up this summer for a quality center, I just it's not where the league is right now. I mean, look at the, the Houston Rockets, like you said, Clint Capella, and then obviously what Clint and uh, Andre both went for t- uh, yesterday. It's just – I would – be very shocked to see Steven traded unless it's part of a bigger trade. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Well, just wait till everybody follows the rocket suit and just goes super small ball. Play your best five guys. I, I've got some, we're going to talk about some thoughts I have. Yeah, on that oh, here, yeah we are. But real quick, before we move on uh, to our trade breakdowns for the deadline, I, I want a quick answer from you guys. Which center is more likely on this team at the start of the 2020-2021 season? Steven Adams or Nerlens Noel? Steven Adams. I was going to say Steven as well. All right. Interesting. Well, before we start breaking down the league-wide trades from the 2020 trade deadline, uh, we want to tell you real quick about betonline.ag. Guys, I talked about my Chiefs. And maybe you guys missed a chance to bet on the Chiefs or Niners, or like I mentioned, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Hopefully you guys got the chance to bet on the over for this season because they are already crushing that. Um, Insane. Absolutely insane. But if you were, unfortunately, like myself, not able to bet on the over or bet on the Super Bowl, fear not. Blue Wire is excited to be partnering with Bet Online to help you win big no matter the time of year. With March Madness, the Masters, Major League opening day night around the corner, which seems crazy, we're way to that point. BetOnline has you covered for all your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. As you guys can tell in the background, my dogs are very excited about BetOnline. 
Plus, it's never too early to lay down your future bet for Super Bowl 2021. So head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We signed up. It's super easy. We definitely use it. It's a super cool site. And if you're making wagers, it's a fantastic way to support the podcast. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag. Bring your best bets home with BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Oh, I cut that off a little quick. I meant to fade it out. My bad. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we want to break down the trades that have happened at the trade deadline. Uh, and so that means I get to play maybe the best sounder on the podcast. Uh, Do it. Here we go. That Andre Drummond trade was kind of like a magic cart for, for a Charizard. Charizard. No kidding. All right, guys. So <laughs> we are going to play a game. Uh, it's a really simple game. It's called Who Won? And I'm going to read you one of the trades from the trade deadline, and you two are going to tell me who won. Easy enough? Do you know the rules? I think so. All right. We're going to go through. I, I've got like 10 here. First one. Jordan McRae to the Nuggets. Shabazz Napier to the Washington Wizards. I, I'm, I know I'm starting off with a blockbuster. Boom. Okay? So uh, you're really going to have to like break down and give us your analysis on this. Who won, the Nuggets or the Wizards? I mean, there's a reason that trade was straight up. No picks involved. But <laughs> I actually, I think McRae actually fits a need for the Nuggets. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and go with, uh, with the Nuggets there it's slightly. I mean, I don't know if it really matters either way on this trade. Um, but I, I think McGray shows promise, and like I said, I, he fits a positional need for the Nuggets. Not that Napier necessarily doesn't for the Wiz, but I think more so McGray for the Nuggets, so I'm going uh, to lean that way. Well, uh, I've been waiting all podcasts to discuss <laughs> this trade, so uh, I'm going to go Wizards. Uh, I think, like you said, this it's uh, there's a reason this trade was straight up, but I like Shabazz on the Wizards. I think that after... Uh, Washington got rid of Isaiah Thomas that they had an opportunity to bring in somebody else who could maybe be a a playmaker alongside Bradley Beal uh, and guys like Ish Smith, you know, Uh, I think Napier can be that guy. Uh, He's not, it's not a blockbuster trade, but I think he'll be a good fit. No, I don't know, Justin. I don't think we'll ever be able to agree on something ever again after that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't have an opinion on this trade cause it sucks. Yeah. All right, trade number two. I didn't, I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> yeah, trade number Agreed. two. Uh, Andre Drummond has been traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Brandon Knight, John ooh, Henson, ooh, ooh. and my notes say verbatim, and a shitty second-round pick. Uh, this second-round pick is like the worst <laughs> pick between the Cavs and the Warriors in like 2023. Justin, you it's you, a pretty shitty second round pick. Just take us away with this one, because I'm I'm right there behind you. I'll be your hype man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I I think I know what you're gonna say. Yup. So just for the sake of banter, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Pistons won this trade. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna try to talk myself into it as we go through this. <laughs> that um, was a really good disclaimer. <laughs> the Pistons, I mean, they're a train wreck. Uh, keeping Drummond didn't make any sense. And I think they were terrified of Drummond picking up his option. And I think that would have 
really hamstrung them moving forward. It would have made their options and their ability to kind of reset and reboot for the future pretty much impossible. And so while it wasn't the return that they wanted, I think that it was the right move for their future to get Drummond off the books. Okay, Kevin (laughs) O'Connor. That's exactly what KOC said on his... Well, hey, I'll take that as a compliment. (laughs) I I do like KOC, but uh, KOC with the unpopular opinion that you just went with. And uh, I'm going to play the Verno role here. Shout out Chris Vernon. I mean, come on, this this is pretty straightforward. And you can try and get into the whole... Yes, you know, it, Drummond was going to opt into that final year, and so um, they did the right thing. They got some somewhat promising players, and you know, they just they got rid of Drummond. That locker room is better. It allows them to reset. Okay, I get it, but come on, the Cavaliers are they might as they got rid of dead weight. I think Jacob said a mint and a and pocket lint, <laughs> um, <laughs> something like that to take a gamble on a. You know, I might take the mint over John Henson. Right. Yeah. No kidding. Um, <laughs> look, Drummond puts up empty stats. I get it. He has not shown he's a winner. But when you're the Cavaliers and you're kind of stuck in this limbo, um, although the Thunder have done it way better, it's the same kind of limbo the Thunder are kind of in right now. But the Cavs don't have a great way out. Like you have a free fire on Andre Drummond. Why not take it? And I think it's exactly what the Cavaliers did. Even if they have stinking triple towers not even the twin towers it's a triplets with kevin love and tristan thompson who's not going to get bought (laughs) out and andre drummond regardless um i I think it's great you have young guys like colin sexton and darius garland i think who can really benefit from it and uh so i'm really excited to see how how it goes and i I think you have to say the Cavs here because they got a free a free waiver on uh, on andre drummond essentially does it feel like taking a shortcut oh i know like we always talk about that with the thunder and how it, we're playing the long game, and I it doesn't. This doesn't feel like a move that Presti would go after. Do, no. Does it feel like a shortcut uh, for for Cleveland to trade for Drummond like this? I it doesn't feel like a shortcut because they didn't give up much. Like if they would have given away That's like my a thing. first rounder, and, or a and they were going to yeah. have cap space this summer to sign who? Right. There's nobody yeah. in the 2020 free agency class. Yeah. It, you know, it should have yep. been a shortcut. That, that's the kind of trade they should have gotten in return for him, but they didn't. Yeah. All right, guys, next one. I still can't get over Justin trying to justify that. I mean, I get it. I tried, guys. He, hey, I'm hey. Try, try. He, was for effort, buddy. he was doing it for argument's next sake, one, and I respect it. Marcus Morris and Isaiah Thomas to the Clippers. Oh, this is fun. Mo Harkless, the Clippers' 2020 first-round pick, Detroit's 2020 second-round pick, and swap rights with the Clippers for their 2021 first-round pick. And draft rights for some random guy uh, who's never going to play in the NBA to the Knicks, Jerome Robinson to the Wizards. Who won? The Clippers, the Knicks, or the Wizards? I am going uh, with the Clippers on this one. Uh, to me, this this one feels like another no-brainer. The Clippers had Mo Harkless and Patrick Patterson that they needed to upgrade those minutes and as, as a somebody that watched Patrick Patterson on the thunder a lot last year. Uh, it's not hard to upgrade those minutes. I think Marcus Morris is an instant upgrade in that regard. I also think this makes, uh, the Clippers, the instant favorite of team to most likely reenact malice at the palace. Oh, hell yes. I am in <laughs> Yeah, unstable locker room. Throw Marcus Morris in there. We are, uh, Marcus Morris, Patrick Patterson on. and Montrez Harrell. 
and Pat or, Beverly. You mean Pat Beverly? Yeah, so. who did I say? Pat Patterson. <laughs> oh. I don't yeah, think Patterson Patrick Patterson can't Patterson's fight anybody. Throwing... <laughs> I meant Pat Beverly. <laughs> no. Patterson's wife would probably beat his ass. <laughs> she can beat my ass, too, if she wants to. Just... Oh, my God. <laughs> Fair. Uh, so this is one of those trades where I think everybody wins. Um, I was a huge fan, obviously, of Marcus oh, Morris. Participation Cheater. trophies don't count. No, no, the Clippers are the clear winner here. Let's be honest. I'm saying everybody wins, though. Like th- this I, is I like trades. this move for the Knicks a lot, actually. I do, too. Uh, you get Mo Harkless expiring. You, I mean, the Clippers 2020 pick isn't going to be great, but it's a first. Detroit 2022nd is going to be good. It. Yeah, I, that's, that's going to be like the 32nd or 33rd pick in the draft. I mean, they're going to be awful next year. And, I, and I'm kind <laughs> of a fan of the uh, front office moves they made today. Shh. Yeah. And, and I'm, I mean, the, they the, had a, the swap they had a good for the, the Clippers 2021 first, I mean, that doesn't matter. The Clippers are going to be good again next year, too. They're not going to swap that pick. But, but you have to take into I mean, consideration Marcus Morris is not going to the Lakers, and that's another win for the Clippers. Clippers yeah. are the clear winner, but I'm with you, Jacob. Huge win for the Knicks. Or it is a win for the Knicks, and they desperately need a win. They haven't had one for a really long time. And it solid deal for the Wizards as well. Definitely. So let's move on to the the next one, uh, and we won't spend much time on this one either. The Hawks get Scout Labissier and Cash. Uh, they sent out a heavily protected second rounder to the Portland Trail Blazers. This was just a cost-cutting move from the Blazers. Who wins? Yeah, the Portland Trail Blazers or the Atlanta Hawks? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying Hawks because uh, I don't care about teams in the tax. Touche. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, the Rockets get Bruno Caboclo <laughs> from the Memphis Grizzlies. He's a year uh, away from and- being a year away. Yep, and in exchange for Jordan Bell and the swap rights for the least favorable of the Mavs and Heat 2023 second rounder. It, it's a, a weird pick swap trade for second rounders, um, which is kind of dumb. Uh, but but essentially, Caboclo for Jordan Bell and, and some weird second rounder that doesn't happen for another three years. Who wins? Houston Rockets or the Memphis Grizzlies? I said yes on the last one. Can I say no on this one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, do you have a, an opinion in one way or the other, Justin? I actually, I I like Jordan Bell on Memphis. I I think the Grizzlies win this one. Um, I think Bell's super athletic, uh, and if you get like Bell and Morant and Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr. out there together. That's a pretty freaky athletic lineup that I think could be a lot of fun. Yeah, just having him in a good environment like that, I think you're right. Hey, I'm a fan of the Memphis Grizzlies. After all the shit those kids talked about Iggy, Yep, I'm a fan. It's (laughs) going to be fun. Now they got Justice Winslow. It sounds like they're going to buy out Dion, but if they kept Dion, man, that'd be a fun team. All right, next one. Um Let's go through this one fast, too. The Hawks get Derek Walton Jr., who (laughs) I've never heard of, plus cash. Clippers get a heavily, uh, I think it's top 55 protected second-round pick. Who wins, the Hawks or the Clippers? Clippers Um, get a pick that they can try and develop into somebody who's actually (laughs) name-worthy. Or not Uh, name-worthy. Recognizable. I lean Clippers here, too, because... um, Maybe they use this to do something else interesting. There you go. Because now they it gives them an open roster spot. 
There right, you go. I'm Good with call. you. I did not know Derek Walton Jr. was a real person. Yep. yep. All right, next one. This one is a fun one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Three-teamer. The Heat get Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, and Solomon Hill. The Grizzlies get Justice Winslow. In uh, all caps, Dion! Get your and weight Gorgie up. Dang, the Wolves get James Johnson. Who wins? The Heat, the Grizzlies, or the Wolves? I mean, I think the Heat come away as a as winners here, but I'm not sure anybody really loses. Um, I I do really love what Minnesota did today, even though I'm not a huge D'Lo fan, and we'll get into that here a little later. But the Heat getting Iggy and Crowder, I think, is huge. Solomon Hill can still contribute some. Um, just getting Iguodala on that team friendly extension is pretty ginormous, especially in the East. And so uh, I'm a big fan of the Heat right now. Grizzlies did, I mean, they they came out pretty solid as well. And the Wolves is just kind of whatever. Like, it is what it is. Grizzlies end up getting a first round pick and Justice Winslow. Plus, Gorgie Dang, he, he can play basketball and he's expiring. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a lot for taking on. Andre Iguodala because of the the Warriors needing to get rid of him last summer. That's a good point. Like that 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 was a very smart and savvy front office move by the Grizzlies, who have been doing a lot of very smart things. Yeah, so uh, true. I'm so excited for this like this uh, reignited young Thunder, young Memphis rivalry that's going to come back. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be completely new, but it's going to be so fun. Justin, who won? I think it's the Grizz. Uh, I think that the Heat, that extension they got for Iggy is is so big. Uh, it's a massive overpay for an aging Iguodala. I think he'll help the team absolutely, but uh, it's it's a big, uh, large amount of cash that went in there. And then I also think I'm not a big Jay Crowder fan. I think he's pretty overrated. Uh, but on the flip side, I love Justice Winslow on the Grizzlies um, if he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, but at being 23 years old with the rest of the guys that they had on that team, like when when the three-team trade was being discussed with Oklahoma City being a part of it, Justice Winslow's who I wanted to see the Thunder bring back because I think his potential is sky high. If he can stay healthy and at that age, he could be a huge asset for them. Yep, that's a good point. I like it. I like it. All right, next one. The Philadelphia 76ers get Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson the third from the Warriors. In exchange, they send Golden State three second-round picks. Who wins, Golden State or Philadelphia 76ers? Uh, it, it is impossible for me to give the Sixers the win here because I just think for as underwhelming as the Sixers have been this year, I mean, they were – a pretty consensus favorite to make at least the Eastern Conference final. I think I picked the Sixers to maybe win the the title this year. Oh boy! And I think I, sure. I have it's so of, disappointing yeah. that I think you look at Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson the third, and it, it feels a lot like the situation the Thunder were in, where it was a team with title aspirations that was not meeting those expectations, and this move is not going to push them in that direction. Yeah. I, I, the Sixers made the move they had to make. They got some bench scoring, which they desperately needed. But I'm with you, uh, Justin. You know, like it, what? How big of a difference is is it going to make? And the Warriors getting three second rounders set onto their 
plethora of draft picks they have going right now with Steph and Clay and uh, Draymond coming back refreshed and ready to go next season. Uh, not to mention Andrew Wiggins, which we'll get into next. I, I'm going with the Warriors. Nice. I like it. I think I agree with you guys. Next one, the Hawks get Dwayne Dedman back after a six-month hiatus <laughs> and two second-round picks. The Kings get Jabari Parker and Alex Len. Who wins this trade, the Kings or the Hawks? I think Hawks just because they get two second-rounders. I think this is a very clear Hawks yep. win. Agreed. Yeah. Because Kings are going to Kings. Exactly. <laughs> like, they signed Dwayne Dedman like seven months ago. Six months ago, something like that. And they're already trading him back to the team he played for. And Ariza. Jesus Christ, Kings. Come on, man. Yep. Come on. <laughs> Vlade. <laughs> All right, the next one's the big one, guys. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Surprisingly, I did not think this was going to go down. I Nobody literally did. said, Nobody. wow, when I got this Woj bomb. The Minnesota Timberwolves get D'Angelo Russell. Amari Spellman and Jacob Evans. In return, the Golden State Warriors get Andrew Wiggins, a 2021 top three protected pick from Minnesota, and a 2021 second round pick from Minnesota. So they get both Minnesota picks next year. Uh, that that first round pick is protected and stays with Minnesota only if it falls in the top three. If it does fall in the top three, I think it rolls over and it's top three protected in 2022 as well. Ooh, I like um, that. And then, so th- so they get those two picks plus Wiggins. The Wolves get D'Angelo Russell, Amari Spellman, Jacob Evans. Who wins? So a quick interesting side note, and then Justin, I'll let you start it off. Um, I was listening to Stadium's basically video of Shams on how the, it was like a quick 40 yeah. second. Did you guys see this? It's like a quick 40 yep. second video on how the trade came about. And Shams said that it was actually Bob Meyer who called back up uh, the Wolves and um, and said, hey, let's try and work something back out. After, you know, talks had come to a stall, called them back up last night and they made it happen, which I found really interesting. It seems like the uh, the Warriors are really interested in, in Andrew Wiggins and think they can make something out of him. So, Justin, you ahead, since I had a little tidbit, I'll let you start off. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I, think, I think Wiggins is uh, mostly terrible. I think that this is an easy win for the Timberwolves. D'Angelo Russell coming aboard, a good friend of Carl Anthony Towns, who has often talked about how he has no friends. I think it's good to get them together. So it's not only addition by adding D'Angelo Russell, but hopefully – it can maybe keep Carl Anthony Towns a little more engaged. And on the flip side, I mean, just Wiggins, good luck. Uh, many many have talked about him turning things around, and many have been wrong. Right. So who knows? So I'm, I'm also going for uh, going to say the Wolves won this a little bit. But, like, and, Jacob, you mentioned this in our Slack. I'm still not sold. D'Lo's a great player, but I can totally see where this is going to like be where you know D'Angelo Russell comes and he's scoring points, he's putting up numbers, but it's not translating to winning. And I could be wrong here because the uh, the Wolves are building a better culture, but I just I'm not sold on D'Lo making this team a winner. And I think what this is going to come down to is how they're able to continue to build this team via trade, uh, some of these draft picks that they got and these young players that they were able to bring in today, and then obviously who they draft moving forward. Because I think D'Lo is going to be best when he's not the only ball handler. If he has another combo guard next to him, 
I mean, shit, if he had Dennis Schroeder next to him, for example, like I think D'Lo's yeah. going to be so much better. Um, and it's going to be in the perfect situation. When he's the primary ball handler, I'm not exactly sure that's where he's going to thrive. Um, but with all that being said, the Wolves still win because it, it, they get to keep Cat now. Cat's happy. And yep. I think that's that's bigger than just about anything else. And like I mentioned, you also get to build around him. Now, I'm not, I'm, I'll try and speed through this second part. Wiggins is, has been garbage, and I'm, he's not a winning player. He doesn't have winning mentality, but I think – also, he's always going to be overpaid, always. But if there's one organization – well, two organizations. I think the Oklahoma City – three. Oklahoma City Thunder, Spurs, <laughs> one, two, three, wait, four, wait, five. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder, the Spurs, and then I think the Golden State Warriors is the other team that could make Wiggins into the perfect role player where he can really oh, thrive. I can do it, too. And, oh, eh. I don't know if, if their style of play they would get him into shape. I don't know if their style of play would would fit Williams. I think I yeah. I think his style of play works really well in Golden State. I think the best case scenario they can make him into the perfect role player for that team, but he'll still be overpaid. Sorry, yeah. that was extremely so, long winded. Go ahead, Jacob. I'll I'll go opposite <laughs> of you guys and say the Golden State Warriors won this trade, uh, mm. and here's why. Uh, I agree with Taylor that I think Golden State can get something out of Wiggins, especially if Wiggins is going to be the third or the fourth option on the team. Uh, I think that is going to fit him better than him being a volume shooter. Great. The other reason I think Golden State wins this trade, yeah, D'Angelo Russell's going to score. Carl Anthony Towns going to score. That team's going to have a bottom five defense in the league um, probably perpetually. I didn't. I forgot yeah, to right. mention his defense, I, true. I just yeah. don't think the Wolves are good. I don't think Carl Ant- I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is an offensive savant. And you know what he's won in his career? Nothing. And the one time he did make the playoffs is whenever Jimmy Butler was on his team. Yep. And Jimmy Butler said, those guys don't take it seriously. They don't have the heart for the game. They don't have the mind for the game. They don't put their all into it. And what have we seen since Jimmy Butler left that organization? Exactly. Mm-hmm. The same thing, right? So... The Golden State Warriors have a top three protected pick in 2021, which is going to be a good draft, from the Minnesota Timberwolves, who I think are going to be drafting in the top seven because they, they're still not going to be good. <laughs> that's a good point. That's fair. So that's yep. going to be a really good pick, and Golden State's restocking the cupboard with draft picks uh, as Steph and Clay and Draymond start to age out. Uh, they get a, an interesting wing. Can they rec- make a reclamation project out of him? Maybe. Maybe they can't. And it's a shitload of money, and I get that. But I I think if they can get anything out of Wiggins, that 2021 pick, I mean, I think that's going to convey. The only reason I, – I mean, obviously the only reason it wouldn't convey is the Wolves are that bad. I don't know if they're going to be top three bad, but I think they'll be top seven or eight bad because I don't think they're going to be good. Next yeah. one. Agreed. Philly yep. sends James Ennis to Orlando. In return, Orlando sends Philadelphia a 2022nd round pick. Go Magic. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep I'm with this you guys one. Get a nice 3 and D simple. guy. I mean, we'll see. Could be a good fit. Last one. This one is uh, a bit of a convoluted one, so try to follow along with me, and we'll try to knock this one out quick. Atlanta gets Clint Capella and Nene. It looks like Nene will be bought out. Houston gets Robert Covington. They also got Jordan Bell, but then turned around and flipped Jordan Bell for Bruno Caboclo. Uh, And they get the Warriors' 2024 second-round pick. The Minnesota Timberwolves get Malik Beasley, 
Juan Hernan Gomez, or Juancho Hernan Gomez, either way, Evan Turner, Jared Vanderbilt, the Nets' 2020 first-round pick. That one is top 14 protected, so it only goes to the Wolves if it lands in the top or in the bottom 16 of the draft. Denver gets Gerald Green. Also, sounds like he will be bought out. Bates, uh, Keita Bates, Diop, Shabazz Napier, who then got flipped for Jordan McRae, Noah Vonley, and the Rockets' 2020 first-round pick. I know that's a lot. Uh, but who wins out of Atlanta, Houston, Denver, and Minnesota? Minnesota. I think this is another one where you could make a case for everybody winning. Yeah. But I, I'm going to say the Hawks. Uh, Capella, I think, makes a lot of sense for Atlanta. I think makes more sense than both Drummond and Steven Adams, who are rumored to be Atlanta targets. Uh, he's younger. I think thinking about him uh, – Catching alley-oops from Trey Young is going to be uh, delightful, and I, I think it, it's going to be a good fit there. It could get weird next to John Collins, potentially, but I think overall, uh, I think I think the Hawks win this one. Yeah, and they only gave up that Nets 2021st that they got for taking on Alan Crabb and yeah. giving up Evan Turner's expiring. Yeah, it's it's crazy the what centers are getting on the on the market. I'm going Timberwolves. Look, Ooh. the idea of Clint Capella on the Hawks is great, but you have John Collins, and you're still young and building, and you're going to pick Clint Capella. It's the same thing, like I said, about the Thunder. We have all these first-round picks, and sure, you can go and trade for a disgruntled superstar or a Malik Beasley for, Beasley, for example. I'd rather take my chances in the draft. Same situation here. Clint Capella is great. Um, you know, I think before the season, we were uh, saying Clint and Steven may be in the, the same tier. But I, I think they were better off holding off, um, especially if they're going to hold on to John Collins. And then you look at Denver. I, I, Gerald Green, who they're waving, and he's injured and done for the season. Bates Diop, who can contribute. Shabazz Napier's gone now. Noah Vonley can contribute, but he's getting older. Now, that Rockets 2021st is what made the deal worth it for them, in my opinion. But are you, are you telling me you want them over Malik Be- Beasley and Juan Hernan, Hernan Gomez? Like... I think the Wolves got away here with some solid players. They got another potential first-round pick. Um, I got to go with the Wolves here. I really love what the Wolves did overall this trade deadline. Yeah, uh, I think both of those are very fair answers. Um, You know who I think very clearly lost this trade is the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Um, The Houston Rockets currently, their only center on roster is Tyson Chandler. Uh, they plan on playing P.J. Tucker at center. Cool. Play 6-7 P.J. Tucker at center. Right. And then come <laughs> talk to me in two and a half months when the playoff starts. Exactly. When that dude's legs are dead, and now you are asking him to go out and guard Anthony Davis. Or he's injured. So I was going to say that. Like, we seem to brace ourselves because the Rockets will rattle off a crazy win streak here. Um, they'll end up with a pr- fairly solid uh, end to the regular season. But you're exactly right. Come playoffs, it's going to be the yeah, same. Yeah, they'll run the regular season. Same but old story. In the play- yeah. Second round they're gonna exit. Get juicy. They're going to get mauled. Second round exit because they're tired. What are they going to do yep. against Jokic? What are they going to do against Rudy Gobert? Hey, they got, what are they yep. going to do against Anthony Davis? They got Tyson Chandler and uh, I always call him Frankenstein because that's what his last name reminds Hartenstein. me of. <laughs> Frankenstein. I like White Frankenstein better. 
Uh, Did you see how they started the game tonight against the oh Lakers? No. I they forgot had they're playing. James James Harden doing the jump oh, ball. Oh Jesus! Oh my God! Oh, which was incredible. See, he did, did not win. P- in case you were curious, please tell me you guys saw PJ Tucker's Instagram of him on this like the what do you call yes, this? Essentially funny. stilts, but they have a yeah. Yep. That was awesome. But uh, the Rockets, as of right this second, are currently beating the Lakers by one. Ooh, oh. we stand corrected. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! The f- Regular season game on February 6th, baby. I'm telling you. That's what it's all about. All right, hey, two quick questions on trade (laughs) deadline day before we wrap it up and get out of here. Which trade surprised you guys the most? That is a great question. I I could pick two. One is is D'Lo. Like you said, Jacob, I think that was the one. It's one of those trades that – it feels like every year there's something that gets talked about, talked about, talked about, talked about, then doesn't happen. I feel like it's more rare that something gets that gets talked about that much actually does happen. Uh, so that was surprising. And then I have to go with the uh, Heat Grizzlies trade Ooh. just because I was very confident, and I said as much on last night's postgame pod, that I really thought that deal was going to get done with Gallinari being a part of it. So I was surprised the way it ended up going down. So mine was uh, Andre Drummond. It came. It was reported that Andre Drummond texts were dead, and the Cavs, besides early on, very beginning of Andre Drummond talks, they were linked to him, but that was it. Died off. Um, then Andre Drummond, like there was reports coming out that it wasn't he was going to be on the on the Pistons the rest of the year. So that one shocked me. Came out of nowhere, just straight up Woj mom. Um, D'Lo did surprise me, but there were at least talks leading up to that. I'm going Drummond. I'm going to go D'Lo and the Drummond trade. Um, both surprised me that they happened. Maybe what surprised me more was what it took to get those guys. Yep. I mean, I remember people talking about, does Atlanta need a trade? Um, the Nets first rounder plus Cam Reddish to get Andre Drummond. Yeah. That is crazy now to know that Drummond went for a half-eaten bag of chips, a bag of dog poop, and mm-hmm. a, a <laughs> expired Sunny D. You know, and then the same thing with with D'Angelo Russell. I thought it was going to take multiple first round picks. I thought it was going to take uh, that Nets pick plus um, another first, and it only took the the Nets or no, it didn't take the Nets first. It took their own first. Uh, I thought it would take two firsts to get D'Angelo Russell out of Golden State, uh, and I'm surprised that Golden State dealt him instead of waiting to the summer whenever maybe more options would have opened up. So uh, those two were very surprising to me. Uh, last question: Which team improved the most at the trade deadline today? Do you want me to go first? Sure, <laughs> okay. you take this one first. So uh, I, I love the Morris trade for the Clippers. Love Iggy to the Heat, but I'm going with the wild card here, boys. The Minnesota Timberwolves, and this is from uh, Matt Moore. He summarized this up perfectly um, at HP Basketball. The Wolves got D'Lo, who they've long coveted, as we are very well aware. They moved Andrew Wiggins, which everyone thought nearly impossible. They managed the salary cap. They brought in upside guys like we talked about, Malik Beasley and uh, Hernan Gomez. They added picks, which is pretty huge in a rebuild. They got value for Covington, which is huge. And they added shooting to a three-point volume team. I think that's pretty solid. Um, They made the biggest improvement. So because of that, I'm going with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Those are both fair. I like them. I like them both. Uh, I am going to go with... I don't know. It's hard not to go with the Wizards getting Shabazz Napier. You know? <laughs> so, massive upgrade. No, I'll I'll go. Um, I'll go the the Clippers. 
Yep, that's I was going to say Clippers too, solely because Marcus Morris is probably the the biggest piece that got moved today, in my opinion. So I think I think he's a good. Okay, fit. really quick, one word answer, no explanation. Give me your one player who didn't get traded that you guys are most surprised by. Um, uh, I think mine. Um, Danilo Gallinari, obviously, but um, I I really was thinking Kelly Oubre Jr. was going to get traded there. And also yeah, that's Fournier, Orlando. I might say uh, Dennis Schroeder. After his 30-point performance last night. That's probably a good one. All right, you guys ready to uh, to wrap this podcast up and get out of here? Let's do it. Wrap it up. You better wrap it up. It's done. Yes, Mr. Frodo. It's over now. Hold on now. Hang in there with me. All right, guys, to wrap the podcast up tonight, uh, we are recording this on Thursday night along with the trade deadline. We also got the all-star draft. Teams are set. Real quick, I'll run it down for you. Team James has Anthony Davis, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Chris Paul, Dame, Nikola Jokic, Ben Simmons, Domas, Jason Tatum and Russ. Team Giannis has Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Kemba Walker, Trey Young, Bam Adebayo, Brandon Ingram, Donovan Mitchell, Jimmy Butler, Rudy Gobert, Kyle Lowry, and Chris Middleton. Who are you guys taking in the All-Star game, and uh, which draft picks do you like the most? Team LeBron is going to do dirty, unspeakable things to Team Giannis. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it definitely seems that way. Uh, LeBron's team is stacked is one way to put it. I was really hoping that LeBron and Giannis had somehow like made a pact beforehand to just pick this thing east, like west. east we'll and say, west they straight almost up. Did. It, it went that way for a long time, and then I think LeBron was the first one to break by ben picking Simmons. Uh, Ben Simmons. Yeah, but that I think that would have been kind of fun. Go old school. Now, did you guys see... Giannis Antetokounmpo's reasoning for picking Kemba Walker tonight. Because Harden <laughs> yes. doesn't pass. Over Harden. He said, I want someone who will pass me the ball. I love it. So funny. I love it. Some good shit. And Chuck was so having so much was fun in- with that. I thought it was interesting. Giannis's first two picks, uh, Embiid and Siakam, both from Africa. <laughs> I kind of wonder <laughs> oh, if Oh, I thought you said that. That's really fun. That'd be cool. Supporting his uh, Africa boys. Cool. I thought that was That's really cool. cool. Uh, I also find it interesting. Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook on the same team. It's going to be kind of yes. fun. That'll be a lot Makes of fun. Makes it real easy for Thunder no fans. Kidding. Yep. No uh, kidding. Also, a couple other things from All-Star Weekend. How do you guys feel about Dame Dalla oh. performing on Saturday night? Yes. I think it's cool. I feel like there is a 100% chance that Shaq gets involved somehow. Oh, damn it. Good, good point. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Cactus or whatever his name is. Uh, it'll be interesting. You, you, and then you guys excited like, excited to, to see Dane perform live? Yeah, he has yeah. he has good I mean, music. He, he he is pretty talented, but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Also, on uh, on Saturday night, Shea Gilgis Alexander has been added to yeah. the Skills Challenge. In place of Derrick Rose. And is it, our boy going to win? In addition to the uh, Rising Stars, I'm super excited. Right? Yeah, he'll be doing Rising Stars and Skills. Super excited. He has a really solid chance to win it, not going to lie. The Skills like Challenge, it. 
really just comes down to who can hit that three-point shot. That's true, all it is. True. The rest of it's pretty pretty mundane and simple. So all I know is Nike needs to drop the purple yes. Team World SGA jerseys yes, immediately. Those. Hey, we might have to do some sort of giveaway or something. something. That'd be awesome. It, I mean, if they come out, I'll buy them for everybody. <laughs> oh shit! I'm holding you to that. <laughs> That's not actually true. <laughs> all the Thunder fans. Justin's gonna make it rain. <laughs> One of those, if they lose, I'll buy everyone who retweets this a Big Mac or whatever. I'll get this tweet tattooed on my face. (laughs) Oh, I love people, man. All right, any parting thoughts, guys, on trade deadline, all-star team, Oklahoma City standing pat before I play some outro music and close this bad boy out? I'm pumped for the second half of the season. I really am. Let's see how far this team can go. Good stuff. I'm all bought in. Six seed, baby. I'm all bought in. Hey, also, just to let our listeners know, we will not have a post-game podcast for the Detroit game, which it's kind of interesting. The Thunder have dodged uh, Andre Drummond. Twice, yeah. They're playing his former team tomorrow. They're playing his new team last night. They played his new team last night. That's the word I was supposed to use. Uh, They dodged him. That's kind of cool. Uh, We are moving podcast hosts, so... During that moving process, we will not have the typical post-game podcast. Might have something special for you guys, though. So just be on the lookout. We'll we'll drop some stuff on Friday, let you guys know. Uh, with that being said, though, we really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. The Uncontested had our best month as a podcast in the history of our two years of existence in January. Woo! And that is because of you guys who download this podcast, who listen to us, who interact with us on social media. We are incredibly pumped. We're excited. Uh, we feel a lot of love from you guys. So we really appreciate that. Um, if you haven't already, show some of that love by going and dropping a five-star rating on our podcast. That helps us move up the iTunes charts, helps more people see the pod, helps us get more resources, more money, so we can reinvest it into this podcast and giveaways for you guys. So uh, if you drop that five-star, that would mean a lot to us. Also, make sure you subscribe. We drop pods every Monday as our big weekly podcast. We also have podcasts after every single Oklahoma City Thunder game. So make sure you subscribe. Get those straight to you. Check out betonline.ag. Go uh, go bet your money, and I hope you win and not lose. Uh, I think that's all I got. Thunder got Detroit tomorrow. We'll be live tweeting. Might have uh, might have some special stuff for you post game since we can't do a podcast. You guys have a great Friday, a great weekend. We will be back with you very very soon. Enjoy the rest of the Thunder season, guys, because I think it's going to be a fun one. We'll talk to you later. Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.